Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as always, we're going to get to the uh, chit-chat and whatnot in just a little bit, and it'll be just uh, John and I this week, kind of splitting our time this week between uh, 50-50, like the first half of the uh, conversation is kind of more like music focus, being that John and I uh, play in a band together and kind of talking about gear and just all sorts of random audio stuff and whatnot. And then the back half definitely leans more into video games. I even talk a little more about 2-in from Sock Pop and just kind of go off the rails while we were kind of like planning what we were going to talk about for the proper episode and whatnot. So we'll get to that chit chat and whatnot in just a little bit. And uh, in all reality, I haven't had a ton of time to do uh, a bunch of other gaming outside of the stuff that we've been talking about on the podcast lately, because I've been uh, spending a bunch of time now that I'm back in Michigan. I shouldn't say a bunch of time, but uh, over the last week, like catching up with some old pals from uh, back here, actually some old pals that I used to play in bands with. So we were even talking like, oh, we should get back together and uh, jam and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it was really good seeing a couple of those guys hoping to keep that up and, uh, catch up with a few others as well. And then I went to my, uh, little cousin, I guess he's like my second cousin. I think that's how that works. But, uh, went to my little cousin's, uh, soccer game yesterday. He ended up scoring a hat trick. It was their last game of the season. Uh, but it was really fun going. We ended up, uh, I went over to my cousin's house later and we were playing some video games, uh, my little cousin Drew wanted to bust out the uh, NES uh, for whatever reason. Usually we play on the Switch and whatnot. I've talked about playing games with him uh, quite a few times, or at least a couple times on the podcast in the past. But yeah, we were playing uh, the original, or he played a little bit of the original Turtles game on the NES, like the the quote-unquote terrible one. I actually don't think it's that bad, but it's definitely a little rough around the edges. But then uh, we jumped over for some two-player co-op action and started playing uh, the Turtles 2 arcade game. And he was even saying, like, I think I want to be a game designer. So I was telling my cousin, like, oh, you should check out that uh, uh, Game Builder Garage on Nintendo Switch or even the Mario Maker stuff. Like, I think uh, my little cousin Drew would love that because, yeah, he was talking like while we were playing Turtles, he was coming up with some crazy ideas. But he was like, yeah, I think I, w- I don't understand why they have hearts for health. Like we should do it differently like this. And he was coming up with all sorts of like new weapons and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. Like, I don't know, like uh, I was telling my cousin, uh, his his father, <laughs> Drew's father, uh, my cousin Brandon, I was telling him that like. Man, when I was a kid just playing Mario, I was thinking like this is like a fun toy to play with. I wasn't really thinking like, hey, you could be a game. You could make these for a career potentially. And just so cool that like, you know, my little cousin Drew, who's like six or seven years old, is like, oh, man, I want to be a game designer, I think. I mean, I think he's got other interests. Obviously, I just went to his soccer game and he loves all kinds of sports. So I don't know if that's what he'll end up doing, you know, at the end of the day. But just so cool. He's like asking me if I can help him build a website and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with uh with that. But yeah, just really, really uh, been having a blast catching up with old pals and uh, family and whatnot while I've been back home. And then I did want to give a shout out to a couple video games because I can't not do that in one of these intros. And uh, I played a bunch of I shouldn't say a bunch. I played a couple hours of this game on a stream recently, which was probably a couple weeks ago at this point. But this game called Wilder Place. And I am just absolutely in love with this game. Number one, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, The developer actually reached out to us and sent a copy our way up. I can't remember if it came through via email or if it was on Steam Curator or whatever, but it just uh, popped up. I would have otherwise been completely unaware of this game, and I was like, man, this looks really cool. It's kind of like an isometric dungeon crawler puzzler with all like hand-drawn art, looks like almost like pen and paper art that's like scanned in, but like really kind of like, you know, kind of minimal animations. Everything's kind of like one or two or three frames of animation. Um, and I just really love the aesthetic. And then on top of that, the gameplay mechanics and, and the music r- is also fantastic. It's just kind of like got a really nice just mood setting ambiance going on. It's a really, really awesome game uh, and really awesome soundtrack and, and aesthetic and whatnot. But it's also a really awesome game. And I really love the 
just the way the game kind of like layers upon itself. So you start out, you play as a sort of like wizard and you're moving again isometrically, but it's basically just a tile grid based dungeon crawling, like room based puzzle. You kind of like go into a room and then you go into the, you know, you kind of solve the puzzle in there and then you move on to the next room. And basically, at least for now, I'm about two hours into the game and most of the puzzles are revolving around like there'll be these like spirits that are kind of like possessing these animals and you have to like go and depossess the animals and then the spirit then possesses you. And then you, at least for now, for some of these spirits, I think all of them behave a little bit differently because there's a few different types, but like basically you can move up to three tiles. And if you move more than that, you like just turn into a tree and it does the same thing to the animals. That's why you're trying to like decorrupt them. And then up to the point that I just got to, I actually just got a new ability because like, the dungeons all kind of layer. You kind of have to like backtrack a little bit and kind of at first I was like, man, am I going to have to like make sure I leave these puzzles solved in a way? Like, is this going to be a brain breaking puzzle game where I have to think every step of the way, the whole way through the game? But it does seem like it breaks up into levels in a way where like you're solving kind of a few puzzles at a time, but you do end up looping back. And now I have the ability to then suck those spirits out of the trees and like repossess myself and plant them somewhere else and then all the different enemy types and just kind of characters around there's like these lumberjacks that are chopping down trees and then they're like oh we didn't realize that the spirits are gonna pop out of there and then you have to find a new place to plant them but then all the tiles surrounding the lumberjacks it's almost like a turn-based uh game sort of like the all the npcs and enemies or whatever you want to call them move it's sort of like a non-violent game at least up to now but it's like um, yeah, they're sort of like NPCs more than anything. And then they'll kind of do their, you know, moves or take their turn. And then you take your turn and try to like, yeah, you got to, you know, plant that, uh, seed or plant that, uh, demon or whatever that creature like onto a seedling or a sproutling that's on the ground. So again, like the other NPCs will interact with the tiles in different ways as they move across the map and whatnot. And then again, yeah, you're kind of like looping back through the stages and like, you know, depossessing trees so you can clear a path that you didn't leave open before. So it's just the way this game is layering together and just the presentation, just absolutely everything about it. I'm just I'm pretty much in love with it. I'm really excited to play some more. And I had a a nice little kind of palate cleanser after that because it was starting to break my brain a little bit. I I didn't mean to kind of decel how tricky the puzzles can get in this game because yeah i was getting one of the lumberjack sections where there was like five or six of them and they're just chopping down trees all over the place like i was really starting to get stumped but it seems like you're gonna get quite a quite a few new abilities it just ah just really really cool game and then yeah for like a palate cleanser i went over and played this game called kranos origins which was just kind of like a 8-bit like to call it like a shovel knight alike you know is like a little bit of a an oversell because it's not quite on that level but it really kind of hit the spot it was just like a perfect level of difficulty like it was it had that retro difficulty but like after playing turtles with my turtles arcade with my uh, little cousin drew last night like we couldn't get past the fourth or fifth stage and i mean we were trying really really hard we played like i don't know four or five different like we got game overs like four or five times and then went back and started from scratch like i think three or four times and still couldn't get past like the fourth stage and i think there's like seven levels so and he's like not a slouch. I mean, I was carrying some of the weight, but he's definitely he was definitely, you know, not totally not carrying some of the weight as well. So, I mean, we were having a tough time. So it was really nice to kind of play just like a retro hop and bop hack and slash platformer in Kranos Origins that was just kind of like, yeah, it like it scratched that. Like I felt like every time I beat a level or beat a boss or beat a challenging section, like I felt good about it, but it wasn't like. Oh my God, I got to try that again. I don't know. It just felt really nicely tuned on the difficulty front. It's got just some really nice 8-bit aesthetics, just a tad rough around the edges on like some of the music transitions, like just a, 
it like at first glance, I thought like, oh, this looks a little jank. But then once I started playing it, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really into this game. I got kind of more into it than I expected. And then I guess one more quick game as well. Uh, this game called Siege of Osaka, which is just a free game on Ichio. I shouldn't say just a free game because it's amazing. It's kind of like a Pong meets Breakout. It's definitely a, a horizontally uh, structured. Uh, so it's more like Pong in that sense where you're kind of like on the left side of the screen and you're hitting... Uh, you play as like this little like uh, samurai or ninja or whatever, and you're like running around. It's set in like a feudal Japan sort of setting, and you're like trying to like just take down these castles by hitting these ninjas that are trying to attack you. And then you, they turn into like a ball and just start rolling like bowling pins and smashing into the walls. And there's like five or six different stages. It's got that great NES, almost like a true NES aesthetic. I'm pretty sure it is uh, in terms of like the color palette and whatnot. Um, and I just really love uh, Harley Wilson's another one like uh, Cultisti, who I rave about all the time, who has probably, you know, multiple dozens of games on their page. And just all of them are so unique, so clever, so cool. Um, and Siege of Osaka is one of their more uh, recent games. And I just was absolutely in love with this one. So I was more to give a shout out to Harley Wilson more than anything, because I, I think I've even talked about uh, one of their other games out of ammo, which was another a lot of their games are kind of breakout or pong inspired. It was kind of like a zero ranger inspired uh pong breakout sort of game but yeah i've just been a huge fan of pretty much everything they've put out i don't know if they they don't seem to do a lot of game jam things i think maybe a couple of them are but they seem like they just kind of crank out games like on the side because they also on their page it seems like they work like in game development as their normal job as well but then they just kind of pump out these free games on the side um and many of which i would love to see like a full blown commercial release of cuz there's just some really really cool stuff i really i'll make sure to put a link in the uh episode description here to where you can check out harley's stuff cuz i've i've been really impressed with everything that i've uh played and seen from them so far but i think that's enough uh gushing and rambling uh from me at this point but definitely cannot recommend wilder place enough and everything from harley wilson but i'm a broken record at this point and uh yeah i'll wrap up the uh rambling and uh we'll kick it over to john and i for some uh music and some video games chit chat and uh until next week we'll catch you then streaming uh that game monolith and i was like during like the boss battles in particular mm-hmm. i was just like holy shit and there were like a few people in the stream and i kept saying like hey please <laughs> let me know if this is too loud like this is like fucking jamming in my headphones i was like i mean i'm not gonna i was like i'm not gonna touch it because i'm rocking out but i was like this feels way louder than normal yeah um but I was like, but the levels look normal when I started up, so it should maybe be fine. And nobody said anything, but I was like, I guarantee it's going to be cranked because it's happened a few times where like nobody says anything. I'm like, why didn't anybody say anything? Yeah. Um. But uh, I watched back and it was like super quiet. So I must have just tweaked the <laughs> headphone levels. I will say I barely nudged it down a little bit. And now it seems like almost too quiet. So I think it's just that that I think we talked about this before. Even it might have even made it into a save it for the cast where it's like. You can't quite get it on the right volume level. Like one notch is too low, one notch is too high. Yep, it always Not ends that up being that. This has notches, but um, any luck with the PA system? So I ended up just getting one. I just went with like a bundle from Sweetwater, like of like some entry level thing, and like 
because it's a massive corporation, they like were like, "All right, you'll get it tomorrow." And I'm like, "Jesus oh, fucking Christ!" All right, Damn. I guess. Like, I mean, that's cool to get it immediately. I mean, yeah, I guess you can know, like, okay, do I? Is it gonna work? Is it good enough? Or right. Whatever? I mean, I, I got the mixer separately, so I ended up just going with like. Uh, two PA speakers and like it came with stands and cables and a microphone that I'm sure is garbage, but whatever. Hey, it's a, I'm sure it's a D if it's just like one of those like kind of standard live mics or whatever, it's good yeah. enough for a, a practice situation for 100%. sure. Um, and that's actually awesome that it comes with stands. That's one thing I've never had. I've had a couple different, maybe even a few different PA systems over the years and I've never, uh, had any stands to put them on yeah um and that's something i always like wished it because i'd like be like oh we can bring our pa and then i'd be like but we don't have any stands so if we're using it at a show like <laughs> you gotta have like some tables or something to put it on what did we put it on when we played at did we just put them on the ground when we played at that uh pizza place pizza place remember for like when mikey finished his uh oh yeah it was a golden crust I think we, yeah, Golden Crust, yeah. I think God. we did put them on the ground, because they're, like, either side, like, if you lay them on their side, they have that, like, right, slant, angle like, kind of monitor style, yeah. yeah. So right. I think we, like, put them, like, on two different, like, kind of, almost like on a 90. It wasn't, obviously, it wasn't the best sound setup. Thankfully, we only got to play, like, well, three yeah, songs because before they we were, were like, uh, yeah. stop. We were also, like, right next to the Brown Line station. It was a patio, and, like, the L was right there. God. Yeah. That was kind of crazy. Like the whole time while we were setting up, I was just like, I feel like we're not supposed to play. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I oh, don't yeah. know why. This like was... whoever said whoever agreed to this that <laughs> works here, like is gonna get in trouble after this show. Yeah, like it was we set a precedent of like the this is not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Like... No more shows at the Golden Crust. Oh, God. Maybe like parties and stuff. You can book like a uh, an event, but mm-hmm. not an event where <laughs> there's their own entertainment. God, yeah. Oh, that was fun though. Yeah. Um, do you have any interest in those uh, speakers, anyways? I know you're obviously not going to use them for the. Probably not. I don't think so. Just because it's uh, like they're huge. They're huge, and, and like, yeah, we don't have space for them in our like apartment, and I don't. I don't think I would. I like hook them up in the space yeah i'm not even a hunt like they might not even crackle to the best of my knowledge but i'm like i'm pretty sure that's why i stopped using them and why i started using them as like end tables like i'm pretty sure there was i didn't just like upgrade for no reason because i right. feel like i would have uh i feel like i would have tried to sell them like because i like decibel used to do it maybe they still do it i don't know but they used to do it like where if you bought a used piece of gear from them you could I can't remember if there was a time limit on it, but it was however it was set up. You could like sell it back to them for I think I th- it might have even just been straight up like what you paid for it. If it was like very, Fuck. very much like it might have been within a six month time period, though. I can't remember. I can't or maybe. the No, I think they had a six month return policy on used gear and then you could sell it for maybe it wasn't like. It had to be in-store credit, obviously. They wouldn't just give you cash. But right. like if, if it was like, hey, if you're going to spend it back in the store, we'll give you back what you paid for it. As long as it's, again, in the roughly the same condition they sold it to you in. Yeah. Because I did that a few times where I was like, I bought a receiver at one point that matched this uh, record player that my dad had given me. And then the record player kind of crapped out. Mm. And I was like, well, 
I was like, this receiver is fine, but the only reason I bought it is because it was like a Sony and it was from the same era and it just like it just looked cool together with the record player. Right. Um, and yeah, once it crapped out, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't really need this uh, monstrosity of a receiver anymore. Yeah, I feel you. So, yeah, that's one thing that sucks about gear, man. It just takes up so much space, dude. And like, honestly, like. I, I I hope that like we can find at least like another person to hop on the lease, but like part of me is honestly like I'm I'm so dreading the idea of moving or looking for a new space, and I'm like you know what it might I might just fucking shell out. <laughs> like, I I feel like there's no way you're not gonna eventually find some people, but I I'm try, I've been racking my brain like who else could because like everyone I really else hope is Alter guy gets back to you. Yeah, that would be nice because I feel like they are like. That like that crowd is also like just very super, like I think uh, respectful. I think is not the word I'm looking read, for. No, but you read my mind exactly. I was like, they they just like take care of the gear. Yes, like you don't. You're not gonna have to like worry about like not so much like I'm not necessarily talking about like oh you're worried about people stealing the gear per se like anyone that we've had in our space or whatever. But, but like, someone's not gonna blow out a speaker. Yeah, or just be like, yeah, someone's going to actually, like, text and ask if they can use something, or somebody's going to... And not that that's been, like, a huge ongoing right, issue Right, exactly. Or it was just like, hey, address it once, and it's done. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's just like, okay, I know these people, and I know they have, like, decently nice equipment, and they take good care of their stuff. They 100%. even, like, repair equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, you just know, like, okay, roughly same wavelength here. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're just nice people, too. I don't, I don't know many of them all too well other than mike and i really don't even know him all that well but yeah nice dude dude i gotta say like a bit like we like mikey and i haven't even practiced yet and already i'm like i'm, I'm such a fucking hack like i've got dude, like get out of town i've got two rhythms i play everything in and then i'm like that's all like i like i'm like at least like when it was like all of us writing music together i'm like all right i don't need to like I don't need to be the focal point of everything, but it, like with like just Mikey me, I'm like, fuck, I'm the melody. And I'm like, oh God, it's going to, I'm going to be exposed so fast. Of like, well, are you, oh. you going to do like loops and stuff like that? No, like that's the, th- oh, man, I, th- I think I was, I didn't want to like overload Mikey with like philosophy of like writing music or whatever but like i, I was like i don't want to be l ten eleven. like i don't want to yeah, be space yeah. blood i i don't want to like have to like rely on like okay so like all the segments are like this is looped and then we build on that and then like that then yeah. it just gets like a constant crescendo and i'm like yeah I that's know, a good point i, I don't want to do that i want to like I I made a playlist that is nonsense. Like none of it sounds like at like even remotely. There was like two bands on it that were just drum and bass, and then like other that was like here's like seven parts, and it's like orchestrated. It's like ah, this is kind of useless as a reference. But hey, but that's the way to do it though. Just get like on at least like hey, we like this stuff. We don't like this stuff. Like at least like you can kind of be yeah. like okay, this is the kind of vibe we're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that. Yeah, I, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, a lot of those bands that do the bass drum and bass thing do the. It's either like very dancey music, yes. or it's which is still kind of loopy as well. It's maybe not loopy in the same way where it's like you, like you, you said it perfectly that constant crescendo. Yeah, um, or it's, it's perfect. Like there, like a couple bands. So man, I be, so I was looking up like a lot of like oh, what's a band with just drum and bass, and a lot of it was just like shit like Primus. 
and I'm like, this oh, yeah, fucking yeah. sucks. Like, I, I'm I, glad you agree, yeah, because, <laughs> oh, man, Primus just annoys. Like, I can appreciate the talent, but half that, of, they just half annoy of it the I hell like, out of me. But, yeah, the other half of it, I'm like, just fucking calm down. Like, play yeah, a whole too, note for once in your goddamn life. It's too spastic, yeah. I just, yeah. like, you, you'd have to be, it's like the type of thing where I'd, like, if we played a show with them, a band of that skill level, like you'd just be like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. But then you'd, then you'd like buy their album and then you'd put it on later and be like, why did I buy this? Like, yeah, yeah these guys are cool live, but I'm never going to listen to this. Yeah. So like half of the bands were just like the mo like all like math rock, like, oh yeah, everything's so complicated and intricate and whatever. And then I'm like, half of the songs that I ended up sending Mikey were just like, the chillest like nothing like it was like i don't even know how to really describe it as like oh this is actually like really boring drum stuff and then like kind of just like a nice little like groove and that's it well then mikey can add his like drum flavor to it so that's like perfect almost yeah there's uh did you ever listen i know that mikey was really into uh uh I forget the name of the album, but it's a it's a lot dispute album. One of their newer ones. It's like Rooms in the House or something like that. I think I've probably listened to that one. Is it the one that's like Mikey's favorite? I don't know if it's his favorite, but like here, just like this, like fucking yeah, song. yeah, yeah. And like this is just a like that was like the prime one of like I was just like yeah, just I like, love that song. Yeah, a nice chill like. <laughs> La dispute song which i remember that was like one of the times like i don't know if we were like i think we were like mikey had gotten either a new car or a new thing for his car and like him and i were driving after like a practice or right. i don't know we were driving somewhere and it might not it, there might have been other people in the car too but i remember that was on and i remember just thinking like okay maybe i should give La dispute more of a chance not that i ever like didn't like them but i was just kind of always like yeah i dig it but it's not my thing necessarily and they're like wait like, a minute so much of their stuff is so intense that like yeah you it's just need like to that be in a mood yeah it's like i don't always want to have that like blood curdling scream or yeah. that like you know or that like talky scream kind of vocal thing yep but they do have really cool yeah that song has such a cool groove to it it's kind of yeah. got a pinback feel a little bit like the kind of like there's a lot wavy, of bouncy uh like and like that's what i'm saying like i'm gonna be exposed so quick where it's like yeah this is it's like oh this guy listens to a lot of pinback <laughs> yeah i want to i want to check out of all play of, have you ever heard of the band or artist uh ginger root i think all one word you've mentioned them before but i haven't i don't I don't think I have because I just discovered okay, them well, the other someone's day. Someone's mentioned them to me. I just discovered them on TikTok of all places. Like I was posting something or just like checking to see if we had any notifications. And like I'll always like scroll through a few posts and like uh, they happen to have this post about like playing Chicago. And it, I think it might just be this one person um, in the band and like or is the artist or whatever. How, but how like is, he's is like, it one word you said? I think it's one word. Yeah. And uh, they're just like. Uh, at the, it's like almost like an ad for their show. It's actually pretty genius. Like they're just like, uh, hey, I'm playing Chicago, September 23rd or something like that. And then they loop that like he, he the way he says it is like kind of like in a singy songy kind of way. And then starts adding in some like that. I guess it's in that loopy crescendo kind of way, but it's just like a quick 30 second riff. But then like adds in some keyboards and then like quickly plays a riff on guitar and then puts on some kind of uh octave pedal or whatever and then plays a bass line on that same guitar and then like with the guitar still on like moves over to the drum kit and like starts like playing i was like i'm really vibing with this uh 
just whole aesthetic because they like apparently like made this whole fake like 80s 90s like public access channel to to promote their album um i don't know it's got a really cool i don't know just had a really good vibe to the music and then there's a lot of like love and care put into the whole presentation of everything um so of all places to discover some cool music tiktok yeah hey that's oh my god well I, i i don't know if you saw like the bunch of like artists that were signed who like their labels like were forcing them to make like daily TikToks because that's what like Ugh. and like it it was miserable. It was a bunch of artists who looked like, like who were essentially like making posts that were just like my label is requiring me to make a post today, so here it is. <laughs> and that's like a- not putting on any makeup, not doing anything, like just like rolling out of bed <laughs> and like like it was great honestly. I it's mean, like it's, today's it's a nightmare of a like an industry, but woof. Yeah, it's like today's equivalent of like putting out a greatest hits to get out of your contract to just mm. be like, okay, we got a, we got one more album on the contract. How about a greatest hits with like two B sides on it, and yeah. uh, we're out of here. God, I love that, love it, <sighs> or hate it. Actually, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was actually one of but the it, questions I wanted to ask about, like. How dark do you want to get on this podcast? Because I know we, we try can, to like keep it positive. Like, oh, we can get as dark as you want to get. I mean, as long as it's in like a just hey, it is what it is. I mean, we got to just keep it realistic. Yeah, um, especially for the podcast. Like for the videos, I'm always like, hey, those are recommendations always. But yes. like for the podcast, we get into more like yeah, discussion stuff or nitpicky stuff. Because I I feel like even when we like if we've all three played a game and we get into like the nitty gritty of a game, if yeah. we're like. Like when we talked about Kirby, I feel like at the end, like when I was editing that, I was like, man, it feels like we just took a big dump on Kirby when like at the end of the day, I think we'd all be like, hey, I had fun playing that game. Right. Um, and wouldn't like really have anything bad to say about it. But like, well, that's if we're, we're going to sit down and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. We're going to be like, oh, yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm never really going to probably play it again and so on and so forth. But like at the end of the day, I still enjoyed the game. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. What what were you thinking? Dark in which particular? Because I'm like, are you thinking? Okay. Like, just like... I didn't know if you were thinking Point P in the Netflix no, stuff, potentially. Eh. Oof. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother fucking thing. But, like, just... In, I, I... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, like, just... In our... Dis- like, I've avoided talking about Genshin. I think I was, like, kind of, like... what, or Like, we've done it in passing where we're a little, like, tongue-in-cheek about, like, yep, this is a bad game for a bad company, but it's really good. And I, yeah. I think, like, being a little bit more head-on and saying, like kind of addressing like why yeah even though like it is a game that i think is incredible but there's reasons for that and we'll save it for the cast yeah i'm all about that because yeah i mean i'd have no problem if like nintendo did something like super shitty like i'm i'm not one of those people who like hates every single thing they do yeah like when they shut down some like person selling mario merch or something like or doing a fan game like uh whatever it is what it is but like it's more like when they shut down like a smash tournament or yeah like i think i've said this before but like yeah when they like do stuff like that where it's like you're literally like stopping fans from just like having fun like it's not like like yeah there's money involved but like you're making enough money just get out of here yeah you know like it's kind of frustrating but like yeah when there's some stuff like when they like want to take their music down off like youtube or whatever it's like hey whatever man it's their music if they don't want it on there it is what it is you know yeah and it's gonna kill them for that it's one thing for like the um like the dude who is making um 
what was it called? Like an, another Metroid Prime 2 remake. Or not Metroid yeah. Prime. Uh, another Metroid 2 remake. Yeah, um, yeah. On the, like, as a... I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, but then, like, when that got, uh, is it DMCA'd? Or, like, whenever it got t- shut down by Nintendo. Um, like, cease and desist or whatever right. it is, yeah. Um, but then, like... That dev got picked up for uh, a little bit of like uh, level design, I think, consulting work on one of the Ori games, if not the first or the second one. And like that was a good move, I thought. And like same with uh, yeah. when Sega hired uh, Christian Whitehead. Um, yeah, and I think a couple other people or whatever. Like I, I feel like they've like brought a f- either a few people in or there were multiple people on that team that were like from the homebrew kind of Sonic. But community it, or whatever it's it's so like nintendo has such like a stranglehold on like what they want to do with their ip and like what they want to do with their properties that they like like it was a, it had to be like yeah microsoft and sega were more lenient and were like yeah let's like hire them and have them work whereas like nintendo is like nope only we have control over what our like product looks like yeah, it's like they instead of instead of like leaning into it and thinking like like yeah, I feel like Sega was more like, hey, this Christian Whitehead has like a bunch of good ideas mm-hmm. when with all their Sonic games. Like instead of trying to outdo what he's doing, or instead of trying to like uh, you know just rip off his ideas, like let's just see what he can do for us, or at least let's talk to him. And then yeah, it worked out. But like I feel like Nintendo, yeah, panics either in a way of like I don't know if it's like jealousy or just pride or whatever of like I can't we can't let someone else make a better Mario game or we can't let it's it's the same thing it's very like someone's made else has made uh, the comparison but it is so much the same uh, way that like Disney handles their properties yeah they're like, very Disney yeah. Thank Which, God they don't like lock their stuff up in the vault. I mean, they do. They in a do. Way, I mean, kinda, but like, not a, not in the same way that like Disney makes like a whole you know song and dance about it. Or I don't right. know if they still do, but they used to make it's coming out of the vault. Cinderella's coming out on DVD. Well, they don't want to. Like, I don't think they're ever releasing things to be purchased ever again. It's all going to be subscri- subscription based. Like they want you, you to think? keep. I I feel like they're only doing. I mean, that's like, the push for yeah. sure. I feel that's like they're the only doing releases when things come out and then they're gone. Like, I, I can't imagine. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just talking out of my ass there. But. I mean, you can you can definitely still buy like Blu-rays and stuff like that. But I mean, it's it's very much like you got to be a collector if it, like they're they're making them for the people who are collecting them. Yeah, just, it's kind of like it's almost to the equivalent level that like the games are where it's like the physical at least the indie games, you know, like obviously like the AAA stuff, usually there's a physical version of most games, but yeah, for the indie stuff, it's like only the like kind of collectors. Yeah. I don't want to say cream of the crop cause it is just a mixed bag, but yeah, you know, it's, but it is kind of almost like a criterion sort of situation, which I, that was like what, uh, finally listened to that episode or a couple episodes of that insert credit show yeah. that Randall was telling me to listen to. And that was like one of the conversations they had was like, what would the like Criterion collection of video games be? And I was kind, I was a little bit bummed because like the one guy kept like kind of steering the uh, discussion, like all like in a way of like how would Criterion themselves as a company like put out games? And I was like, no, I feel like I wish they were because a, a couple other people kept kind of steering it in the way of like, oh, more like, oh, what if Limited Run had like a of Criterion label, you know, esque right. label that was like, oh, hey, these are like the the player's choice class yeah exactly um 
And I was so I was a little bit bummed because I was like, oh, it's interesting. Both ideas are interesting, but I was kind of more interested in just hearing of like, oh, what games would you consider putting on the list instead of like, what games do you think Criterion would put on the list? Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though it's like kind of the same conversation, but no, I, get, I feel you. I kept like every time they were just feeding those little morsels of like, oh, I think they're go- OK. Now they're going where I want them to go and then it'd get pulled back in the other direction. I was like, nah, dang it. Um, but still uh, very entertaining. It's a good like just low key because a lot of video gamey shows are very just like yelly and screamy and high energy. I, I and think it's so funny how like, yeah, like I don't really watch. I mean, I have I, I have my one channel that I watch, which is run button. And then I don't I don't really watch any other streams. I don't like follow any other like video game things. And like even they're like, it's like, yeah, we don't watch let's plays and like we yeah. make them. It's like, no, this is just a thing that we've done for over a decade. And like <laughs> just force a habit or not even habit, but it's just the way you play games almost. Cause I kind of get that feeling a little bit. Like I was playing uh, some curse crackers earlier and I pretty much just played like the levels that it just came out and I, played just like the levels that were in the demo yeah that i had already played and i was just like i felt weird not streaming it almost like i was like i should i mean this game's cool i might as well you know not that we have like a huge audience but i'm just like oh like might as well show this game to people but i'm like i literally have i made a video for the demo i did an interview stream with the developers it's like i don't need to stream every fucking second of my gaming life which is why i've been enjoying uh two in a lot um I'm going to actually just I'll just talk about it right now and put it on a save it for the cast because I we got enough to talk about this week anyways, uh, because one of the reasons that I haven't streamed to in yet, uh, which is the newest sock pop game. Mm -hmm. um, And I talked about it on a recent save it for the cast as well. um, The one that just came out. Um, But I was it doesn't have any music in the game and it's like an idle game kind of. So you're like letting things just kind of slowly happen. And like there's pretty decent like now that there's enough going on in the game there's actually quite a few sound effects but like i couldn't have spoken too soon because like now i have like some electricity stuff going on and i one of the things you can buy is a radio and you hook up the radio and funnily enough i think i I don't know if i was telling you but i was telling somebody where i was like oh you know what i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna put on some sock pop soundtracks in the background and maybe stream the game while i'm like playing it and just put on like a game that has like a similar vibe yeah and like funny enough the radio is like kind of like a sock pop jukebox it like cycles through like six or seven of their songs in like a real muffled like tinny that rules uh, vibe. God, it's so, so cool good. and you like you have to actually like power the radio by like i have solar panels set up with like all these like electrical wires like really my only gripe of the game is like it's it's all mouse controlled and like the cursor is like this giant fucking like mitten of a hand mm-hmm. which is awesome it's like adorable um but it's like it's really hard to like you're trying to like pluck up like the carrots or the corn or whatever and like you're accidentally grabbing the hose and moving it. I mean, it's awesome that you can grab stuff and move it after you've placed it. You don't have to like, oh shit, I put that in the wrong spot and now I gotta, you know, destroy it and make a new one or buy right. a new one or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, oh man. I think there is something that you can place where you can like lock buildings in place. Hmm. And I don't know exactly what all that entails. I, I haven't turned that on yet, but I think it, it's more where you're like, okay, you're only grabbing the vegetables and the whatever. But you would love that game. I got to set up. I've, I got to figure seen out a few clips of it that you posted. And like, yeah, uh, like especially when you were like dragging stuff, I think like grown crops into like yes. a little thing. And I was like, oh, that looks like that would be frustrating. Like if it like accidentally goes behind the thing that you're dropping it into. 
Yeah, and especially because like the way that your hand is like kind of like when you're not when you're not able to grab something, it's kind of like a thumb and an index finger sticking out, and then like the other fingers are kind of like curled up or whatever. Yeah. But then as soon as like if you're able to like grab the corn, it kind of turns into like the full like open hand, like letting you know you can grab something. But it's like it's yeah, it's just the way it's like lined up. Maybe there's just something weird with my monitor because sometimes there is like a weird like misalignment with a cursor or something with like an HDMI or whatever. But yeah, it's sometimes I'm like, man, I have to you almost have to go like you get used to it eventually. But you're like, yeah, you almost have to go like under the crop a little bit. But yeah, it's just so satisfying. Like I just planted like a palm tree, which oddly enough grows bananas. I mean, maybe I don't know what kind of I'm, I'm guessing it'll grow maybe different things. Maybe coconuts is what I was expecting to grow. But right. um, but I got a pear tree, apple tree. Um, I got to figure out I haven't delved too deeply in other than the radio into the electric stuff. I mean, I have solar panels set up and like a bunch of juice flowing. I even have like a nuclear plant set up. But, but you don't like have I, anything uh, that it's going to. It's just yeah, it's generating. all powering a powering a radio. But you can like, <laughs> <laughs> but you can. There's like conveyor belts and like these like grabber hands and like. So I got to just figure out yeah. how to set it up. Like I feel like because it's. I think I said this on the saver for the cast, but I was like, it's like it's an idle game, but it's like the furthest thing from an idle game because you're like constant. There's no pressure to do anything on like a super time limit, other than like after you pluck a vegetable out of the ground it can like rot over a certain amount of time it's Mm. you got a decent amount of time but you got but i think if you leave it planted and you don't pluck it it stays maybe not forever but for a long time and it's just so cute like when they're ready to be plucked like they're just like a regular like whatever looking vegetable or whatever and then as soon as it's ready to be plucked it grows like or doesn't grow but like uh eyes and mouth appear and they're just like (laughs) they're just so cute yeah such an adorable game all the sock pop games are so cute yeah um yeah and it's so cool to see like it's essentially kind of like a sequel to gardener um in a way not necessarily but it's like a lot of the same like art assets or at least slightly tweaked but it's a very similar aesthetic and yeah even one of the tracks was that's how i realized i was like this track sounds super familiar i was like ah that's the tune from gardener nice um yeah man i'm loving those sock pop uh games i think i've said that i'm gonna be a broken record i'm gonna save it for the cast are like gonna just become uh the intros are just going to become sock pop and punk cake uh, gush fests half the time. When I bought the bundle, I was like, I was like, hey, are you guys, because uh, the newest game, Tile Tale, at the time wasn't in the bundle. And I was like, hey, is the Tile Tale going to be added to the bundle when uh, Tuin comes out? Because um, Tuin was delayed at the time. And they're like, oh, shit, we totally forgot to put it in the bundle. Nice. We're putting it in right now. I was like, okay, well, then I'm buying it right now. <laughs> um, but I thought that was funny. Because, yeah. yeah, as soon as Tuin, I thought maybe they did it where, like, okay, the as soon as, like, the net, the newest game is not in the bundle until the next game comes out. Right. I was figuring was maybe their uh situation but they were just like nope we totally forgot because two wins in there from the jump that rules yeah yeah they seem just awesome like the two wins had like a i said this on the saver for the cast too but there's like been a bunch of uh bug fixes i think that they're on like version 1.5 already but like on Mm 1.3 no on 1.4 they're like oh shit i broke a bunch of stuff so i'm putting it back to 1.3 because i'm going on vacation (laughs) and then they were like okay i'm back 1.5's here uh i don't know they just just uh, good vibes all around it feels good to be like okay happy to toss them our uh 
support. It felt kind of good to be like, okay, we hit a Patreon milestone. We'll sign up for another Patreon and spread the wealth a little bit. Absolutely. 